0: Today we begin a new sermon series that I have entitled, Knowing God. Knowing God. This series will take us through a journey of intentionality in seeking to know God's character more as he has revealed himself in the scriptures through his names, titles, metaphors, and attributes. The Bible is full of stories about great men and women of God who knew God and did great exploits in his name. Both sang and unsung heroes. Men and women like Enoch, who had a testimony that he walked with God. Abraham, father of many nations and of faith. Isaac and Jacob. Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Rahab, Jochebed, Ruth, Gideon, Daniel, Barak, Samson, and Jethro, David, Samuel, and the prophets, to mention a few. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, and some other audacious, major, and minor prophets who shook. Their world on behalf of God and paid the highest price. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 33 says, Who through faith, these heroes of faith, conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was Promised by God, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was stained to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Verse 35. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might again an even better resurrection. Some faced mockings and schegings and also chains and imprisonments. They were stoned. They were sold in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and ill treated. That is the testimony, the illustration of a people that knew their God. Now, the question for you is, would you like to know God personally? Would you like to know God personally in this new year, 2022? Like the heroes and heroines of faith, When we know God personally, we will do exploits. We will do greater works, Jesus said. For the glory of God, not to make a name for yourself, but for the glory of God. Not to become famous, but for the glory of God. Advancing his kingdom. Even in the middle of persecution and great suffering. Romans chapter 8, verse 18 affirms Our present suffering cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Since our present suffering, or whatever we are going to suffer in the future, cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Because as Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, Together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering. If we are going to share in the glory of Christ, we must also share in his suffering. But the question this morning is, what does it mean to know God? What does it mean to know God? And that's the big idea question that we are going to deal with as we delve into this sermon. Is knowing about God the same as knowing God? Is knowing about God the same as knowing God? The answer is a big no. It is not the same. What do we mean when we say knowing God? When we say knowing God or you must know God, we mean knowing God personally in an experiential manner as opposed to knowing about him through studying or observation. I'll say that again. When we say knowing God, we mean knowing God personally in an experiential manner, as opposed to knowing about him through study or observation. Let me illustrate this. It's like knowing the premier of our better. For example, by reading and studying his biography, resume, CV, or political speeches. But that doesn't mean you know him as compared to to knowing him through a relationship or a shared experience. Similarly, knowing God goes beyond our efforts to read or hear about him from scripture or listen to a sermon. Knowing God has a lot to do with experiencing God and His power for yourself through a relationship. And once you encounter the power of God, beloved, you will never be the same again. Your life will be transformed. You will be on fire for God with his passion because you know that you know that you know that God is God. Knowing God's sense is more than holding facts in our head about God. It's knowing God's character His will, his ways, and acts. Speaking with him as father and as a man speaks to his friend. Knowing God involves our will, intellect, and emotions. The entire being in your Will, intellect, and emotions. You will never be the same again. If you want an example of that, look in the word of God. People who didn't even know how to speak. Once they met God, they were a changed people. And they spoke on behalf of God with boldness and courage. Because of the encounter they had with God. Now, take your Bibles with me to Psalm 103, verse 7. The Bible there says, He, God, made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel, Sense through what Christ has done for us, we can now know both the ways of God and the acts of God. We can know about God, but we can also know God as a personal experience. I hope and trust that By the end of this series, we would grow in knowing God more than we do today. Now, some people like agnostics believe that God is unknowable. But it is very possible to know God as he has revealed himself in nature, scripture, and in these last days through his son, Jesus Christ. Who said, and this is life eternal, that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So if Jesus Christ said it, it is done. We can know God beyond just the acts of God. We can actually know the ways of God we can understand who God is as he has revealed himself to us. As one commentator ably asserts, it is imperative to understand that man on his own is incapable of truly knowing God because of his sinfulness. The scriptures reveal to us that we are all sinful. Romans chapter 3. And that we fall short of the standard of holiness required for us to commune with God or to know him. We are also told that the consequences of our sin is death in Romans chapter 6 verse 23. And that we will perish eternally without God. unless we accept and receive the promise of Jesus, sacrifice on the cross and believe in him as Lord and Savior, we cannot know God and we shall perish in our sin. So to truly know God, we must first believe, repent, repent, And receive Jesus Christ into our lives as our Lord and Savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. If you confess the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with your heart you believe, with your mouth you confess that which you believe. So our text this morning, which we also serve as our annual theme scripture for 2022, the year of knowing God, is Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 to 35. Daniel chapter 11, 32 to 35. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Daniel chapter 11, 32 to 35. And once you find it, please rise to your feet in honor of the reading of God's word. Referring to the conditions and events that will take place in the last days. The Bible says in the Amplified, beginning to read at verse 32 of Daniel chapter 11. With smooth words, that means of flattery and praise, words of flattery and praise. He, Atacchaeus, Epiphanes, the tyrannical northern king, a type of the future antichrist, will tend to godlessness, those who are willing to disregard the Mosaic Covenants, these are apostates who forsook the holy covenant and cooperated with um, Antichus. But the people who are spiritually mature and know their God will display strength They will take action. And that means they will resist the enemy and submit themselves to God and God alone. 33. And those who have insight among the people will give understanding to many. Yet they will fall by the sword by captivity and by plunder for many days. Now when they fall, they will receive a little help and many will join with them in hypocrisy. Some of those who have insight will fall to refine, to purge and to make them pure until the end. Because it is still to come at the appointed time, a time that has been appointed by God. May the Lord add a blessing to the public reading of his word this morning. You may be seated. In our text, Daniel records the vicious attacks of Archaeus Epiphanes, who was a wicked ruler in his futile attempt to crush the Jews and wipe Israel off the face. Of the earth. He furiously attacked the city of Jerusalem one Sabbath day, brutally slaughtered men and women and children in a murderous assault. This blasphemous man. Stopped the Jews' daily sacrifices and even slaughtered a pig to honor the pagan god Zeus on the sacred altar in the Lord's temple. He desecrated the temple. This evil man. used smooth words of deception and flattery to turn ungodly people to act wickedly against God's covenant people, the children of Israel. Now, scholars agree that Antiochus is a shadow of all antichrists over time, from generation to generation, who will attempt in the last days to exterminate the Jews and followers of Jesus Christ. Because according to, an, to the enemy, he does not differentiate between Jews and Christians. He does not like them, he hates them. And that means you and me. The devil hates you. Sorry to let you know, he hates you. He will do everything possible to destroy you. He's not your friend, he's your enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his mission. And he will never compromise on that mission. In Matthew 24, Jesus warned of this when he told of a sudden increase in the last days of false prophets, satanic deception, moral decline, Together with an increase in earthquakes, pestilences, famines, and rumors of wars, and actual destruction and chaos. Jesus further warned that an abomination of desolation, like the slaughtered pig offered by Antichus, who desecrate yet to be built temple in Jerusalem, that's in the future. The flatteries mentioned in verse 32 are eschatological in nature, because these are words that will be spoken by the Antichrist. He will be a great speaker sense, And many will be deceived by him. The people of the world are going to think that finally a gifted and able political leader has come to save us. There's going to be a lot of unity and optimism about what this man will do because of his influence, political prowess, and his speaking ability. But remember, it will all be deception. Since the devil is a murderer and deceiver, From the beginning. When he lies, when he deceives, he speaks his native tongue. So do not sign a truce with the devil. Do not sign an agreement or a contract with the devil. Because he is a liar and deceiver from the very beginning. And when he lies, he speaks his native tongue. However, how will anyone escape the flattery, deception, influence, and power of the Antichrist and of the devil? Cast your eyes on verse 32, with smooth words of flattery and praise, he will tend to godlessness, those who are willing to disregard the Mosaic Covenant. These are apostate Jews who forsook the Holy Covenant and conspired with Antiochus. And here it comes. Are you ready? But the people who are spiritually mature, the people that know their God will display strength and act to resist the devil. And in resisting the devil, you ought to be submitting yourself to God because it's only through the power of Christ that works in us that we can defeat the enemy. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in this world, 1 John 4, 4, because Christ has defeated the enemy and made a public spectacle of the devil and the power of the enemy. He has triumphed over them. In Christ, we are more than conquerors. We are more than overcomers. In him we live, move, and have our being. And without him, we can do nothing. It's only in Christ that we're able to do what we do. So we ought to know God like the children of Issachar. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, A tribe who knew the times. They understood the times because they gave Israel direction to what needs to be done. We ought to be like that because we know our God. We know his acts, his ways, and how God moves, his timing. We understand that by the Spirit who dwells in us. Now, notice that those who are corrupted by the Antichrist do wickedly against the covenant. They infiltrate and turn in those who were faithful and standing on their faith. To the authorities. In other words, they betrayed them. And this is going to happen in the last days too. Neighbors will rise against neighbors to report neighbor to the authorities because of their faith. Remember. And because of this kind of persecution, Many people will abandon their faith. They will have nothing to do with God. There will be a great falling away from the faith because we will be squeezed so severely. Our text continues to say, the remnant will teach many, but they will face great persecution and rejection by society as they teach and preach. Your message will be outlawed. It will be called hate speech. And if you insist on it, you will be imprisoned. You will be persecuted for your faith. Now, some of you are saying that that will not happen. But trust me. Things can change in a twinkling of an eye, just like that. And I think you know what I'm talking about. If you've been here the past two years, you have seen how things can quickly change, just like that, overnight. Now, these people in the last days, their human rights will be taken away, their religious liberty will be taken away, Freedom of conscience and of choice will be stripped away. The persecution that will follow will be severe. A time of trouble, such as never been before, will ensue. This refers to both the tribulation and the great tribulation prior to the second coming of Jesus. The Antichrist will cause the people small and great, to worship the beast by receiving the number of the beast on their foreheads or hands. There will be great suffering for those who refuse to worship the beast, as they will not be allowed to buy or sell. They will be subjected to poverty, as they will be cut off from the economy and will not be allowed to work. They will be labeled the problem of society and subjected to untold suffering. It will be difficult sense to cling to your faith and refuse to worship the beast. Daniel says that the believers of this time shall fall by the sword and by flame and by captivity and by a spoil for many days, they will be ruined financially, and their possessions confiscated and forfeited to the state. Unless God shortens the tribulation period, there will be no survivors. Those who shall be delivered are those whose names are written in the book of life. God's record of those who by grace have been justified through faith in Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 13 verse 8. And then 16 and 17 says, During the great tribulation, all inhabitants of the earth will be forced to worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life, the Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. They will also be forced great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. Since due to sin, fear, wrong teaching, and severe suffering and martyrdom, many will abandon their faith in the face of such suffering. But are you ready for this? There will be a powerful remnant. These are the people who know their God. There will be a powerful remnant. These are the people who know their God. They shall not compromise their faith. They shall not compromise their strong convictions. They shall not compromise their beliefs in the word of God. They shall stand strong and resist the devil in the name of Jesus. They will display strength in resisting the Antichrist. And they will act for the Lord. As a believing remnant, they will be strong in the Lord and do exploits for God. They will not love their lives unto death. They shall overcome the enemy by the word of their testimony and by the blood of a lamb. Not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. John chapter 15 verse 20. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. And John chapter 16, says, In this world you will suffer tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, and this is Jesus. But the question is, why does God allow such sufferings for his children? Sometimes it is simply God's will that we suffer. It's a mystery. But Daniel chapter 11 verse 35 tells us why. To try them and to purge and to make them white. Even, the time, even to the time of the end. God will purify our lives, will page our lives, and we will make our resolve even stronger. Persecution, severe persecution, will only embolden us and cause us to stand for God no matter what. Because it draws us closer and closer to God. Remember, since we are not in this by ourselves, we are with God. We know God. God is living in us. So we are not just like any other human being. At this time, the power of God is so evident in us. So in closing, 2 Peter chapter 4, verse 13 to 14 says, But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Let's pray. Eternal Father in heaven, we thank you for the power of your word. Holy Spirit, may you please help us to comprehend the agency of this word in our hearts. May we be inspired, energized, fired up to live for Christ in these last days. Help us to hold on to our faith in spite of the pressure and the chaos around us. Help us to stand up for God because we know him. Help us to do exploits for the kingdom of God. Help us to resist the enemy and submit ourselves to God so we can be all that God has called us to be. Fill us with your spirit. And may the peace of the Lord that surpasses all human understanding be our portion. We continue to commit 2022 in your hands. That This indeed for this church will be a year of knowing God. And because we know God, we shall do exploits for the kingdom of God. May you now dismiss us with your everlasting blessings. Because we ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. And somebody in the house said amen.